We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Close the damn door, man. You're letting all the Wi-Fi out. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There. Happy Friday. Uh, It's been quite the week. You know, we've had Ida hit Louisiana. To anybody that's over there, hope you're doing okay. Hope your families are doing okay. Wherever the tail end of that storm has gone, you know, take care of yourselves. Make sure you're doing everything you need to do to stay safe. This is definitely a show about discipline. It's a show about finding your why, personal growth, so many other things. Uh, with your hosts, Tom Mungia, and myself, Uncle Frank. So have a seat, hang out with us. It is Friday. Long weekend. Know. Long weekend, that's Holiday right. We've weekend, got Labor, Labor Day's Day weekend. Up. It's going to be so fantastic. Unwind, unplug, un whatever you need to do to get back and be fresh for next week. Uh, this week has been such a crazy week. We didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare what we we're going to do. Change our, our schedules changed so much. But we were able to get it together and log into this session today so that we All could right, hang my out with got you. Knocked out yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I barely got on now. We definitely want to make sure that, that we're hanging out with you as much as you're hanging out with us. So let's dig right in and, you know, talk about you. You wanted to talk about vacations and, you know, past experiences. I know you've got some great stories, you know, locked and loaded and ready to go. So throw one of them at us real quick. No, well, I mean, like a lot of people, you know, this is a busy holiday, a lot of traveling, a lot of people out on the go for Labor Day weekend. This is, you know, a lot of people, this marks the end of the vacation uh, season, right? You know, Labor Day, everybody's going back to school. <laughs> and it's a big thing with our family. We used to always take our road trips, especially when my kids were a lot smaller. And as I've said before, I've said it many times, vacation for us is myself and my family. That's six people. My sister, her husband, and my uh, goddaughter, her, my, my niece. That's another three. And then it was always my mother and father. <clears throat> we'd rent a big van and wherever we were going, whether we were going to Disney or Universal, we'd rent a house over there. So we'd all stay together. So this is a family thing. It's a group. So <laughs> one of the trips heading out there, there's about a, a point once you hit the Florida Panhandle where we would stop. Because, you know, when you've got that many people, that the ride, the drive, it can get kind of tedious, kind of, you know. For, for that many people stuck together, it can start to wear on you. And my father was oh, one of those guys. Sure. He liked to stop and get to stretch his legs. So once you'd reach uh, the panhandle, we would spend the night over there. So that's what we did. We'd made that drive. We spent the night over there in the pan, in the panhandle. So the next morning we got up bright and early. We're going to eat some breakfast and then hit the road, finish out the, the road trip to uh, Universal Studios out there in Orlando. So we stop and uh, I don't know if it was like a maybe it was like, I don't know if you, the equivalent to a Shoney's or something like that, a big breakfast place. And we're in there. And of course, you know, we take up a big table and we're there eating, having a good time, getting ready to go. And my father's one of those guys. Once he gets done eating, you know, he wants to get up, go stretch his legs, uh, 
he likes to go outside, sit down, read the paper and just chill out while the rest of us get through with our food. And, you know, the kids are done doing whatever we have to do. <clears throat> so as I got done, you know, I get up, you know, it's a long drive left for me. It's, it was me and my brother-in-law. We share the driving duties. So I get up and my father, he had gone to the restroom. I got up. I went to the restroom. Well, my son, <laughs> he had gone to the restroom. He's a little bitty dude at this time, man. He might have been about four years old. He was just a little guy. So we go in there and of course I'm using the urinal and I see my son walk behind me, my father. And, uh, you know, I'm using, I'm not really painting. It was a packed place. You know, this place is busy. It's one of these places on the side of the road where everybody stops there. So as I get done, you know, I go walking back out. I had seen my father walk out behind me. So as I walk out, I go to where my, my, my mother and my, my wife and my sister, they were there talking. So at the table, I go sit down and we get up, we go to the register, and my father, of course, like I said, he's already outside sitting down. And the kids, you know, once they would get done, well, they like to go out with my dad and go run around in the parking lot, you know, doing what, you know, just doing what kids do, playing around, because they know it's a long ride ahead, too. So I get out there, and uh, we started looking around, and, you know, my mom asked for one of my sons, the one that had gone into the restroom. And I look, I said, well, he's out there with dad. She goes, no, he's not out there. I said, what are you talking about? So I go out there, you know, I go looking around. So, of course, he's probably around the corner, you know, hiding or running around doing some crazy kid thing. I go look and I don't see him. There's a big parking lot. I look around. Oh, well, he's probably inside hiding under a table, doing something right. He's up to no good. He was one of those kind of mischievous at the time. He was always the mischievous one. So now I'm getting kind of agitated. I'm like, man, what's this kid doing? So I go and I'm looking and, you know, my mom's got this kind of like worried look on her. This is like your worst nightmare, right? You can't find your kid. So I go walking back in there and I'm looking around. I'm trying not to be too obvious that, you know, <laughs> some people lose their keys. Some people lose their phone. I lost my kid. Right. So I'm looking around. I'm <laughs> kind of glancing under the tables. <laughs> but as I'm not finding him, my my, you know, the look starts to change on my face. I'm like, OK, I'm starting to get a little bit more forceful. I'm like moving people's, you know, the the tablecloths. I'm kind of like swishing them out of the way, kind of like <laughs> starting to get really frantic looking around. I'm not seeing him. My mom's getting more frantic and she's looking. She's yelled out at my father. Hey, is he out there? And my dad's like, no, I didn't see him out here. So I'm like, man, she goes, you know, go out there. So I go. There. And of course, maybe he's in in the middle of some cars or something walking around. Maybe he went to the van. I'm running out there and I look, I'm kind of jogging around and I'm not seeing him anywhere. And then, you know, you start getting that really horror filled. Oh, yeah. feeling deep inside of yeah. your gut i'm right? getting it right now as you're yeah this so i'm story. looking i'm looking i don't see him of course he's short so he's not if he's walking around he's not going to be above the cars right. so like now i'm having to like really run and look right <laughs> left right left is he in between these cars is he under i'm looking no no i don't see him and then of course you're seeing cars pull away and you're like man what if these one of these yeah. what if one of these cars got my kid in it right yeah. so i'm running and there's one of these big buses with all these old people had stopped there to eat and it's pulling out. I'm like, what if this dude jumped on that bus or something? So he's going out. So no, this bus isn't leaving without me checking it. So it's pulling out. <laughs> and I'm running as he's pulling out of the parking lot. Like, bam, bam, bam. I'm banging on the side of this bus like, stop. You know, but of course, you know, they see this crazy man out there. They ain't going to yeah. stop for me. So they just keep going. And now every car that's trying to pull out of this parking lot, I'm like, they're stopping them. And I'm frantically looking inside the windows, looking around. <laughs> I know I must have looked like some maniac. So I'm like, oh, my God, I can't find my kid anywhere. And I'm running and running. And all the cars that are waiting to leave, I'm like, 
you know, you know, I'm I'm looking inside their windows. Everybody's rolling up their windows like there's something wrong with this dude. And I'm like, man, I'm like, you know, everything, every worst nightmare you can think of is running through my head. I go running back inside the the restaurant and my mom's screaming, you know, did you find him? Did you? I'm like, no, I can't find him. Somebody's have to call the police. And, you know, people now are like looking out. It's becoming an event, right? Everybody in the, sure. in the restaurant is like looking around like, what's he looking for? And then, of course, now they're starting to realize I'm looking for my kid, right? So we're standing there like, I don't know what to do. I guess we call the police. I'm like, I don't know. Like, And all of a sudden, here he comes. He comes walking up to me from behind. And he's like, you know, kind of like, I say, wait, where have you been? I've been looking all over for you. I was, I was in the restroom. I was like, what do you mean I was in there? I didn't see you anywhere. I said, you were hiding. He said, no. And of course, the all the restaurant is listening. Oh, like, sure. They're wondering, yeah. where, where, where was yeah. he? Where was where, this kid? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, no, you weren't in the restaurant. I was in there. I looked in there. I looked in there twice. <laughs> and now he's getting mad. He said, I was. I was doing a number two. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> and then it struck me. He was in the restroom. He was. I couldn't see his little feet under yeah, the door. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I my goodness. To see if he was there. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I never gosh. saw his feet. He was doing a number two, and I didn't realize it. <laughs> so everybody <laughs> in the restaurant started laughing. Uh, and I, was like, hey, you know. I bet that scared him for and life. Was, wow. <laughs> no, he's mad at me, right? Dad, yeah. Man, yeah, exactly. Can't do a number two in peace, right? <laughs> there. You know, I'm so bad. Oh, I'm so grateful. Sure, I found my kid. Right? Sure. <laughs> Man. Okay. I'm glad you got your number two out. All right. Well, now let's load it. Yeah. And of course, everybody in the restaurant's like, but now I still feel like an idiot. You know, I was like frantically beating on people's cars. I'm probably cracking oh, up the windshields. Those old people that probably had heart attacks on that Greyhound oh, bus, God. but, uh, you gave him something to talk about, though. Gave him a this good crazy story. Hispanic man was beating on our doors. You wouldn't believe it. You know, it's like, oh my god, it looked like your grandson. <laughs> but yeah, that's one of my uh, favorite memories. Not one of his favorite memories, but that's one of my favorite. But I tell you what, man, <laughs> right before the end of this story, when I was frantic and worried and I couldn't find my little kid, oh man, that is the worst feeling you can oh, ever. Oh, dude. Right. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> that sounds like the beginning of one of those Liam Neeson movies where yes, you know, that's like what I felt like taken and yes. just, yeah, yeah, my kids they they did that to me one time. We were at the store and they jumped in the middle of one of those round closing yes. racks, and they thought it would be funny to do that. So I was like, all right, I saw him, and then I was you know trying to pay close attention because you're looking for clothes for them for yourself. Nice. All while they're, you know, they're rambunctious, whatever. And, you know, I saw him do it, but he never came out. And I opened the clothes and he wasn't in there. So I'm like, okay, somebody, you know, that worst case, right? You're always, always worst case. Somebody done snatched him. They took off, you know, and I'm looking around the store and I'm yelling his name because like I'm I don't play around. Hey, out he comes from like where the shoes are at, you know, these rows of shoes. He's like, hey, I was trying on shoes. Dad, what are you doing? I was like, man, what in the we dropped everything and we walked out. I was like, I'm done. I can't do this. There's no, 
no, I'm not doing that because I would have lost my cool. Had it been my dad, oh, my God, I probably would have gotten spanked right there in the middle of the store, you know, whatever. But that was a different time, right? You can't do that now. Um, But, yeah, I totally understand uh, that's just a crazy feeling right in the pit of your stomach. It's hard to describe, but, man, you know it. And you, if you've ever been there, you felt it, and it's just. We were were talking about some vacation stories, and uh, a call I made on the ambulance this past week reminded me of a very funny story. One time, Uh, the call was: uh, we get there, it was a guy short of breath. As as we're on our way, this Mondays are called Medical Mondays in the fire department because it's so busy. People don't want to go to the hospital during the weekend. Hmm. So they wait until Monday and then everybody wants to really? go to the hospital. I'm like, I did yes. not know that. It's one of the busiest days on earth. I mean, it's just nonstop. It's, it's ridiculous. But anyway, so we're going to a call that's like 30 to 40 minutes for us to drive to get there. On the way, uh, they're called the first responders. The fire truck got there first. And as they get there, we hear them. They called for what is called a ladder truck. And a ladder truck has more capabilities and they can uh, do like more heavy duty type of stuff. And they're calling for a ladder truck. There's only one reason a pumper's going to call for a ladder truck. This is a big person that they're trying, trying to get. And they oh, can't get Oh, was that the picture themselves. that you sent they, on exactly, the other day on, uh, yes, Instagram? on Instagram? Okay, so yeah, yeah, thought, yeah. You know, we had to use this harness and we wrapped him up in this gigantic tarp uh, to get him out. So as we're, I'm watching him come out and getting lifted with this tarp, it reminded me of a, a memory from one of our vacations. So as the kids got older, of course, <laughs> Disney World is no longer cool, right? Because it's more like for little kids. Sure. And like I yeah. said, my, my sister and my brother-in-law take my niece. Uh, they also go, but my niece is a little is younger than my sons, right? So she's still into the Disney World and all that stuff. So they're going to go. Well, we say, you know what? Why are we going to go not have a good time? Let's We'll go do something else. I'll go drop y'all off with the van. And me and the boys, we'll go do something we want to do. You know, we don't want to be waiting in lines for an hour just to, you know, go sing It's a Small World, right? right. So we decide we're going to go. And there's all kinds of different amusement parks in Orlando. You can, I mean, anything you want to do, you can find it. And they had this big amusement park. It looked pretty cool. <clears throat> so me and my sons, we go over there. And as we're there, there's this, in the middle of there's this gigantic crane. And what it's got at the bottom, it's one of those bungee. Oh, things where you, you, yeah. And what it does is you yeah. get into a harness. It pulls you 300 feet into the air, and then it just oh, drops you. Goodness. Right? So it drops you, and then you bounce, and you kind of swing. <clears throat> well, nobody's doing it. And I'm looking at it, and this is like one of my bucket list things. I've always wanted to do one of these. I've always wanted to jump like off a cliff with the bungee or jump off the gigantic bridges. Well, okay, okay. I mean, I mean, never get that chance, you know, to go where there's a gigantic bridge. But here I am. There's this crane. Here's my <laughs> chance, right? I can do it. Okay. So I'm sitting there looking at it. And my sons, you know, are like, uh, you know, looking at me. They can tell I'm thinking about it. I said, Dad, you know, I said, man, I'm thinking I'm going to do it, right? I said, I'm going to do it. You know, and, you know, of course, you know, you always like to think your sons say, well, dad's not scared of nothing, right? Dad didn't do anything. You know, he's a He's got no fear. He doesn't even know what fear is, right? So I can't let that go. I can't, you know, give in and, and act like I'm too scared to do it. So I'm like, you know what? 
I'm going to do it. The only thing that scared me was the price. They charge a lot to get on that thing, right? I'm sure, yeah. So, but, you know, I've already since ain't nobody getting on there. Right. So I'm up there. And so I wasn't scared of, I just didn't want to pay with the deal, but like, but your kids ain't gonna understand that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, what are we talking about? I've come too far to come this far, right? So I got up there. I said, you know what? I'm gonna do it. So we go up there, and the people working here—they're like 16, 15 year old kids. You know, these are not these <laughs> trained professional right. bungee people that you're yeah. thinking of with these degrees they got at MIT and and that specialize in bungee, you know, jumps. Does it so buckle? You're good. Right. So I'm there and uh, I go up to it and they, you get into this gigantic harness, right? They, they wrap you in it. They put it, it's got all these little straps and they put you on and they, they tell you some instructions. But, you know, like I said, these, these kids, they can't even hardly pronounce their, you know, any of the words correctly. And they're there, they're tugging here, Bumbling. tugging there, whatever. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still not nothing's really I'm not really bothered. I'm not really nervous or, or have any fear. They said, OK, you good? I said, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. You know, I had already given my phone to my kids. Like, here, take these pictures. When you see me, you know, get up there, get some good shots. And, you know, I told them exactly how I wanted it because it's going to go on my wall in my game room. So they start, you know, the bungee starts getting tight, starts pulling you up, and it just carries you straight up. And like I said, as they put this harness on, you're just standing there. So as you start going up, all of a sudden your weight starts adjusting in the harness. Oh. And you start feeling it kind of loose. Like, wait a minute. You, you, oh. Feel like they're slipping and i'm like yeah these stupid kids didn't put me in this harness right and like you're going up and you your body because your weight is making the the harness adjust yeah i'm like now i'm getting scared uh, right i'm like this stupid kid gonna kill <laughs> me about just to be a pancake thinking about his girlfriend you know texting her while he was trying uh, to supposed to be putting me in this harness so I'm going up, I'm going up, and I'm moving more and more, and I can feel myself, and I and I'm I'm too scared to even look at the buckles. Like I know it's like barely hanging on by one little notch. I'm like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? So it gets all, and you go high. We're talking oh, about yeah. 300 You're feet. You're talking about 300 feet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a football field. So I get all the way. I get there. I get to the very top, and like I'm still, you know, kind of like moving around i mean the thing is i'm too scared to move i don't know what because you know any sudden movement by me and i'm falling i just know it oh. <laughs> all the way to the top you know like man when this thing drops when i hit the bottom it's not going to hold me right there's just no way this thing can possibly the harness is just going to let me go it's too loose like these stupid uh. kids are going to kill me right here i'm a, who's going to go pick up my family at disney world right what do you tell them right dad got the keys died. Daddy died on the bungee. Yeah. Oh my God. So I'm there and I'm at the very top. And, you know, by now, like I said, nobody had been doing this. So as the crowd saw somebody was going up, they all gathered at the bottom. So now I've got this gigantic mass of people watching me at the very bottom. You know, they're all looking up. Is this guy really going to do it? (laughs) But like now the, the fear is just. It's like crawling, it's like fear is crawling up out of my stomach and up around my throat, right? It's like uh, fear is everywhere. It's yeah, like overtaking yeah. you becoming you're starting to panic, right? So I'm like, man, there's 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 no way this is gonna work. I I, I gotta so I, I don't know what else to do, you know. So I'm like, they can't hear, I'm yelling, I'm screaming, they can't hear you. I'm like, hey, I'm they're not hearing, they're not responding, there's no microphone. <laughs> if I would have had my phone and I'd given it to my kid. I would have tried to call these people, but I didn't have that. So I'm there. So only there's only one thing I can do. I just start waving frantically, like down at the bottom, like 
trying to get their attention. Well, like I said, now there's this mass of humanity at the bottom looking back at me. And they're all waving like, back like, yeah, at you. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You're going to do it. Like, oh, like, no, no. So all of a sudden, there's like a little speaker. And the girl had told me that they'll tell you, you know, ready, you know, or something. They'll give you some signal that they're about to right. drop it. But right. of course, I'm so frantic and I'm you know, waving and waving and waving. And I hear this. And when they tell you at the bottom, the warning, they tell you clear. When you get to the bottom, the top, and it's this old beat up speaker that's been rusted out and you can't understand what they say. <laughs> you know, that's all I heard. <laughs> I was like, it's like something I forgot. I said, what? And as soon as I said, what? It let me go. Dude, I am oh. falling and falling and falling. And I'm just knowing, oh, my God, as soon as I hit the bottom, that's it. You know, this is it. It's over. And I'm trying to look to see my, my sons for one last time before, before I turn into a pancake at the bottom of this stupid concrete. But no, and boom, I hit. And then it just kind of like pulled me and it had me swinging around. And uh, <laughs> as soon as I realized I was going to live, like this became the most fun thing I had ever done in my oh. life. Oh you start goodness. swinging back and forth and you're moving man you're you're boogieing pretty good and uh wow. man of course now i'm a big hero and of course now i don't tell anybody you know oh my yeah, god how scared i was and your pants yeah, yeah you don't want to see you know you're kind of like you know walking with your, your, your butt away from everybody so they don't see what the mess you made but uh yeah it ended up being one of my favorite and i'll post the picture i've got an actual pictures that my oh, kids nice. i'll post them uh when we when we send out the episode, I'll, I'll post the picture so people can see me. And you know, of course, now I'm posing. Once I realized I was I was posing like Superman, you know, flying through oh, the air, you know, trying to look all cool. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that was one of my favorite. And it was because that big 750 pound guy we had to get out on that harness. Oh, now, goodness. if I had weighed 750 pound, that harness would not have held me. But thankfully, I wasn't quite there yet. So uh, it all it all turned out well. Yeah, that picture that you sent out, man, I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, I, I, I couldn't imagine, um, A, being the person that makes that call, you know, hey, I'm I'm here and we have a very large person. And then, two, you know, getting them out uh, of the of the door. Right. Uh, and then all the all the ingenuity that comes with figuring out how to get them from a to b you know and then you've seen those shows where sometimes some of those folks are so big they have flatbed trucks that eventually yeah. actually have they, to take them we've had to have wherever they the need to go right? cut out yeah yeah so literally yeah wow you know it's just now i'll tell you two things about that that you're mentioning first wild. of all we're lucky that we had a crew that uh initiated getting a crew out there that they were willing to do the extra effort to do it mm -hmm. i'm telling you over 25 years of doing it that's happened very few times oh most wow. of the time i've got to figure out how to get that guy down myself oh wow because unfortunately just like that, in any that job that takes a lot of manpower and a lot of oh, no no personnel is, no 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 wait what i'm telling you is just like in any job you've got people that really don't want to do their job mm -hmm. and they're just going to leave you there I say, no, you you handle it yourself. Ooh. So me and my partner have to figure out how to get the 750-pound guy down. Because they always live on – they don't live on the first floor, never live on the first right. floor. How is that, right. How is that a thing? Yeah, and that happens every day. Right. That's not the only 750-pound guy in the city. They're calling all day, and very few times will there be another crew to be there to help us. So there's guys, right, and probably as we're talking, 
who's trying to figure out it might be not might not be a 750 pound guy might be a 500 pound guy that right now at this moment are struggling to get this person down maybe four flights of stairs i've had to get five flights of stairs by myself with a party guest and just because if you call that other crew out they're going to cuss you out when they get there give you dirty looks and really be of no help because i mean the fire department is no different than any other job in any walk of life you know don't dare ask somebody to do a little bit more you know that's just the way it goes right but we were lucky that day to have good some crews out there that were willing to do a little extra to to help us out, help this guy out. And the second point on that story, we get the guy to the hospital. And once he gets onto the hospital bed, he said, he, he complained we made things difficult on him. Oh, of course. So that's did, a second right? part. That's, right. Yeah. Right. No, uh, thank you. No, yes. I appreciate all Your the effort. Your job is thankless. Man, yeah. you... You you made things really hard on me, man. That's what he told us. Wow, that sounds yeah. about right. That's about right, man. Yeah. So and that's yeah. why you're seeing a mass exodus out of the fire. That's why me, I'm I'm working so hard so that I can leave, because that yeah. that's I've given 25 years for that. Yeah. And to have our and we plus we've had our retirement stripped from us, so that's <laughs> why I'm ready. That's why I'm working so hard now, because I've worked hard so long, and I'm ready to do something else. But anyway, but yeah, yeah, that's a that's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother show. <laughs> you have to that would have to be like an after dark because then you know what we said. I've never oh cussed. God. I don't ever cuss. Oh, that's what, might this would be. Show. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, we don't want that. We definitely don't want that. No. Yeah, you know, most of my adventures um, are. I, I wish they were like, hey, let's let's do something fun. I remember um, <laughs> one evening. I lived with my uncle at the time. My mom came by to pick me up and she says, hey, um, we, you know, we're going to Mexico to, you know, see your grandma because, you know, somebody's sick or whatever. And I, it was like a Friday afternoon, whatever. I was like, OK, sure, let's let's go. And it was her friend. Um, I can't remember what his name was. It was her friend and my mom and myself. And then. You know, we're we go back to her house to go pack some things up and her friend decides that he doesn't want to go anymore. He's just like, you know what? You can use my car. I, you know, I'm fine. I've got something else, you know. So I was like, I, I think I was about maybe 15 at the time. And my mom was like, well, how are we supposed to get there? And he looks at me. He's like, you know how to drive, right? And I was like, yeah absolutely so he throws me the keys and it's me and my mom and it's like a ford fiesta you know this little tiny ford fiesta Mm -hmm. so we drove from freeport all the way down to monterey uh in one shot you know we stopped at the border did the whole thing but when we got there to pull into my grandmother's house I remember one of the very first things I did was like I asked my grandmother, you know, it's like you get there, I said, give me a Mexican coat, you know, give me a Mexican coat. I have my coat and I went straight to sleep, like I just passed out because it rained on us. I mean, if if I was in Japan, I would have been doing some some sideways, you know, just uh, drifting through the mountains and whatever, mm-hmm. but it was it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe that I had made it all the way over there. And, and when I woke up the next day, 
my mom was just like, I thought you were dead. Like you did not want to wake up. People were in here making all kinds of noise. People sat on you. People moved you and you did not move where, you know, they kept checking on me to make sure I was breathing. I was, I was like, hell yeah, I was tired. I was like, I was, it was, it was uh, traumatic for me. Cause I'm just like, I'm driving through heavy duty rain. Um, I mean, just all kinds of stuff that you're seeing, but just the satisfaction that we got there, you know, and I drove back to when we got to the checkpoints, my mom made me jump out so that she could drive, you know, cause I didn't have a driver's license. All right. She's jumping out. She's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be driving for right now. Whatever would cross those checkpoints, switch, switch seats again. <laughs> so here we are, man. It was like. 10 hours or something to get from there to to you know to monterey yeah so i mean those are just like crazy crazy memories that i have yes. from you know vacation. Yeah. we didn't take family <laughs> vacations or anything like that uh it, it just unbelievable stuff and i remember too um my dad driving us down there one time we had this old ford uh van that opened up on the side one of those big boxy right. things like yeah. who's the boss used to drive mm -hmm. right and you know it was uh, once again it was a friday my mom's oh you know we, i want to go to mexico this is when i was really young i think i might have been like six or something right. uh yeah i want to go to mexico you know whatever so my dad's like oh he just got off of work so let me take a shower so he takes a shower and man my dad was hardcore though he made sure that he had uh you know a big empty Gatorade bottle because when we're on the road we're on the road you gotta poop you're gonna poop in a in a bowl or something this dude you know he's peeing in Gatorade bottles throwing them out the window and you know he's just driving we're gonna right. get there I'm he was all about making time that was his, uh, it was so funny he's like we're gonna make it by this time you know we're gonna have this stop and this and this and this and this and he was he would be pacing back and forth when we we're at the checkpoints too look, we have one bag, you know, you tell the guy, I'm an American citizen, you know, <laughs> we watched um, that movie, uh, Coming to America a lot. So that was his one joke. Don't touch me. I'm an American citizen. You know, he'd say crazy stuff like that to those people and make the border patrol guys laugh and stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but man, yeah, we get to Mexico, you know, it'd be like the crack of dawn. And my dad would just be like, all right, I'm going to sleep. Wake me up on Sunday when it's time to go back. You'd do it all over again. Yeah, it's funny and you mention that because I think uh, I was probably about 12. My cousin, who's older than me, and we were like brothers. Uh, it's a long story where the, we have the exact same uh, bloodline. But my my cousin, he's like three years older than me. I was 12. He was like 15. And sure enough, my grandma, my well, my grandfather, he'd walk in. Hey, we're going to we're going to Florida, and we drove. I'm 12. He's 15. Wow. <laughs> we just jump in, uh, drive all the way down there. Um, and that's how it was. I mean, we were driving all over the place. We were his chauffeurs, you know, wherever he wanted to go. I remember one night, I think I was about nine. He woke me up in the middle of the night. He had some type of problem. Uh, he, 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 <laughs> he could not pee. He oh. could not pee. And that's a terrible, right? It is. Well, I'm going through that right yeah. now. Stupid kidney we, stones. Yeah. We lived, uh, well, he lived because we, we spent every weekend with my grandparents during the summer. And for some reason, my cousin wasn't there and I was there. And my grandfather comes waking me up about three in the morning. He says, hey, I need you to take me to the hospital. I'm like, Grandpa, I can't, I can't take you to the hospital. I'm only eight years old. 
He says, well, you know how to drive. You drove me here to the store. I'm like, well, I mean, that's that's Dude. different. He goes, what's different? Wow. You know, my grandpa, he's kind of like my, you know, what's so different about it? You yeah. drive the same thing, so. You know what? Made sense to me. So, <laughs> all right. I said, but Grandpa, I mean, like, they're going to give me a ticket. Like, you know, like, you know, I'm going to get in trouble. He goes, you're going to get in trouble if you don't get in that car and drive yeah. me to the hospital. Yeah. So, so here yeah. I was. We got in there. And, of course, my grandmother was worried the whole time there, you know. <laughs> and we just do. And I can barely see over the steering wheel. And I'm driving down Main Street. I just took Main Street wow. down the whole You know, of course, downtown was a lot different oh, way back sure. then. This, sure, this was yeah. the 70s back then. You know, I'm driving him down, <laughs> and I'll never forget. I pulled into St. Luke's, and there was like a big U-turn in front of the mm, entry. Like, it was like mm, a big heart, a big horseshoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I pulled up in there, and, and I get out, and I go walking in because my grandfather at this time he said, "Hey, just give me a wheelchair. I can't walk. It's just too much pain." Oh, right? So I get out, I go walk in, and I'm looking, and they you know, say, "Hello, you know, they come out there to help me, and they they bring a wheelchair, and they're like, well, who's driving? Like, who's who's driving the car? I said, I'm driving the car. They looked at me. I'm barely, like, they, they could see how small I was. Yeah. Like, I tell you what, give, give me the key. I'll go park it for you, and we'll bring it up to your room and all that stuff. And, uh, oh, nice. Yeah, you know, that was one of the, and the whole time I just kept worried, man, my mom's going to get so mad. When she finds oh, out I was driving. <laughs> but that was the one thing my grandfather hated for me to, to worry about my mom. Because, you know, when my grandfather said he was in charge. You know, your sure. mom's like, I'm yeah. telling you what to do. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, that was <laughs> the funny, Mary. When you bring up all the driving. And wherever we went, you know, we were going back roads. Because we'd go mm-hmm. to the Indian reservations and stuff. Me and my cousin, would, you know, he'd have us drive. And my grandfather was one of these guys. There was no... Uh, Phones with Google yeah, Maps. I was gonna say you had a, a map that no, you had to learn how to no, hold. They were not allowed. Really? My grandfather would tell us you were just gonna find it. Wow, that's yeah. awesome, dude! Talk about an adventure. You were so oh, nervous. Holy like, cow! In our brain, we're like, man, we could get lost out here and oh, never for sure. out, right? Because yeah, yeah. kids, you don't know that you know eventually you're gonna hit a major highway and, and figure Sheer, out where. But yeah, we're like, man, we're gonna we're gonna be out here and be like Dang. end up in some on the side of the yeah. road you know? deliverance but, yeah man my grandpa he was something else man he's a and the crazy thing is everybody says i'll take after him so much you know but uh i bet do you spend all that time <laughs> with him hey you're gonna get in trouble if you don't do but, this yeah those are some great memories it's funny that you brought up the driving those are some of the best memories of, of oh, driving man. him around it was awesome yeah yeah my mom she didn't like to drive she um she was hit or i guess I don't know if I wasn't there with her, but she she was uh, hit by an 18 wheeler that was that had ran a red light and it hit her hard enough to where she wound up in the ditch um, with her vehicle rolled over and stuff like that. So ever since then, man, she's just like, I don't want to drive. And anytime I was with her, it was like, here, you drive or, you know, someone would be driving her. Cause she refused to just drive. She was just like, I don't want to do it anymore. And uh, <laughs> I remember, you know, she had she had purchased a van. You know, it was very similar to the one that I had that we had as a kid. And she wanted me to change the windshield wipers out on it. And I was just like, okay, you know, just like I can do it. Cause I was I was very determined. I had to do things from my mom. And I got out there and I told my mom I was like. I don't think these are the right windshield wipers for this vehicle. It's a windshield wiper. Put it on there. 
you know, she's like, I bought them. Dude, they're going to fit. I was like, well, can we take them back? Maybe I can look at the catalog and make sure that they're, no, I don't have a receipt. Just put them on there. So, <laughs> so I put them on there as best as I could. Cause mm-hmm. these things, they, they did, they didn't want to fit. So we're going down the road and sure enough, sure enough, God said, Hey, I'm going to make it rain for you right now. And man, did it come down? So here I am. I had, I was driving too, of course, turned on the windshield wiper and I was like, all right, I did a great job. Look at man. It's clearing the water. I'm even telling my mom, look, I, you, you bought the wrong ones. I made it work anyway. As soon as I said that, whoop, there goes one. And then there goes the other one, you know, the passenger side, uh, it flew off first and then the driver's side one flew off because it's the it, it was the ones that cross each other. Right. It wasn't the ones that go side to side. Uh-huh. And and as soon as the one that had flown off that the driver's side, it takes care of. Uh, I couldn't see a thing. And I didn't know if I could pull over to the shoulder because I didn't see the white line or space or anything like that. And I've got all these cars. You know, I can hear them flying by me i'm just like oh my goodness you know what am i gonna do so me i'm like okay i can figure this out and so i rolled the window down i took my shirt off and i'm holding the steering wheel trying to like move water around with my shirt as i'm driving down the road i pulled over and i told my mom we can't go you know we we can't go anywhere we're gonna have to wait here until the rain i gotta be you know i told somebody i was gonna be here whatever i was like well they're gonna have to wait i was like i'm sorry because i'm not driving with no windshield wipers whatever keep using your shirt look like you were doing a good job i could see how i'll tell you where to go i'll be like a navigator or whatever you just you point the vehicle you drive i'm like no that's that's not safe that's not a good idea and she's just like, fine, I'm be late. It'll be your fault. You know, whatever. I'm, okay. Okay. We'll be safe though. <laughs> so the rain lets up. It's about maybe 10, 15 minutes. The rain lets up. We're driving and I get her to where we were going. And then on the way back, uh, she was like, uh, do a U-turn here. Cause she wanted to go to a Jack in the box. It was like on the other side of the road too. So I did turn around and sure enough, I see both the windshield wipers. They're like 10 or 15 feet apart from each other. I ran over one of them and then, you know, I see the other one up ahead. I was like, Oh my goodness. And I just started laughing. Like that was one of the funniest things that had ever happened. And every time now that I buy windshield wipers, I triple check that it's the windshield wiper for my vehicle. It's like I make sure I hear the little click snap right. and you know that whole thing because man, having but those you're sure they fly were off. Oh, for sure, yeah, because you know the it had like the hook that holds onto it and okay. the piece of plastic that came with the windshield wiper. It it just wasn't there. Like there was nowhere for this thing to hook. You had to clip. It had a clip and a pin. And it just it was not built for it. She walked in there and probably picked up two random windshield wipers. She's like, oh, this will work. Done. But, yeah, man, it's oh, my goodness. It's not universal. One size fits all for those things. Right. Especially I think the van was like a 77 Ford Econoline, you know, something crazy. Right. 
Uh, thing was a tank though, man. <laughs> Holy moly! And on Sundays, like she would have me driving around picking up people for church. Oh, okay. And <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was just open that big sliding door nice. and hey, here you go, have a seat, let's go. And I would always tell people, hey, we're gonna be late. Come on. Because uh, I was trying to be my dad, you know. I was like, we right. gotta keep time. We gotta keep time. Let's let's go. Let's get this thing going. People, you know, this little old lady viejitas getting in the in the van, taking their sweet time. Uh-huh. I'm over here trying to rush them, but they're old and trying to get into the van. Oh man, it's just crazy, crazy times driving around my mom and doing all that crazy stuff with her. That's crazy. <laughs> oh my goodness. <clears throat> so. So your grandfather, Uh I mean, he would just randomly want to go to Florida, like, hey, let's go. Now, whether he had discussed it with my grand, you know, you remember, we're little kids, so we're not in on these discussions. So as far as we knew, but yeah, because, I mean, it's not like my mom had sent me packed with clothes or nothing. Nobody else knew, but that's how my grandfather was, you know, it's just like, Uh, he decided he's going to do something. Okay. No, I'm not talking about next. I'm talking about like right now. We're gonna go do it. You know, that, that's how he was. You know, um, hilarious. Yeah, he's just that way. You know, uh, he, now he might he might have been planning it the whole time. You know, right. he might have been discussing it with my grandmother. Probably had been, but it's not like you know we're me and my cousin. You know, we're the kid. You know, we're outside running around doing this, doing that. You know, the furthest thing from our mind is what's gonna happen next week or right, or nothing. right. And God forbid they tell us, and now we're nonstop nagging about. Well, let's go now. You know. So you don't, you know, it was for us, it seemed like spur of the moment, you know, all of a sudden we get told, hey, get your stuff ready. One hour we're going to leave to go to, you know, Disney or something like that, you know, so that's all it was. Yeah. Or the Indian reservation or something like that, you know, um, it was always something. <laughs> and one day I'll have to share, and I think I even shared it on Twitter, uh, a story I wrote out about the time we did go to the Indian reservation and the adventure that was. And, uh. That was one of those things, a spur of the moment, how everything went down, and uh, <laughs> it was funny, man. It was good times, man. Was, you know, the, my times with my grandparents, man, those were some of the best times. Um, my father, my, my grandfather, he passed away in the early 90s, uh, but my grandmother, she's still alive and kicking, you know. Oh, uh, wow. She's still got all her faculties. She's in her early 90s. Uh, she's like the last, you know, last of the Mohicans still hanging on. She's, you know, she's something else. Uh, one of the sweetest people you will have ever met in your life. You know, they, they always would have done anything for us. And, uh, you know, she's doing awesome. It's awesome. You know, we see her every once in a while. And uh, it's, uh, the thing about your grandparents, you know, you love them so much. It's just we always tend to walk around and we have the idea of them from when me. I think about it when I was eight years old, seven years old. That's my grandma that I see, my mm-hmm. grandpa. Mm-hmm. So when I go and see her now, she's 93. It's like, oh, man. It, <laughs> It's not that you feel sad. It's just that reality slaps you in the face. Sure. Right? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's great seeing her. She's my last grandparent I have left. Um, oh, man. So, you know, yeah. Shout out to my grandma. You know, she's still doing well. Um, every time every time I get the chance to see and talk to my grandmother, I remember a time where I had back talked her something something awful. I think I called her like a crazy old lady. And she just walked out the front door. We had one of those screen doors that pops back, you know, you hear it. And then, you know, a minute or two later, that same door 
popped again and I think I was like in the in the kitchen or I was I was somewhere and I just started getting smacked with this rod. Right. I mean, she Good. was leaning into me. And I'm like, what? I thought it was one of my cousins, you know? So I'm turning around trying to, like, block everything that's, you know, and my, you know, she's, like, really laying into me. And my dad had told me stories about, you know, him getting spankings from my grandmother. And I couldn't believe it because my grandmother was as nice as she was nice. You know, she's always feeding everyone. And, you know, everything, everyone was mijo and mija, you know. And for her, I have no idea what had happened and what caused me to say that. But, boy, she leaned in. And then (laughs) I remember running out the front door, you know, yelling, I'm going to call my dad. You know, just call him. Tell him to come over here. I'll hit him, too. You know, teaching you bad manners and, you know, this and that. So my dad, you know, I guess she called my dad. My dad shows up. What? You know, what's going on? And my grandmother tells him, he called me, you know, old lady, crazy old lady, whatever. My dad takes his belt off and starts hitting me. I'm glad. I'm like, oh my next time I see you, I'm going like, to beat you too. Wow, you know, I was like 10, you know, something ridiculous. But yeah, I'll never, ever forget that. And I loved my grandmother so much more after that because – we would talk about that all the time. You de acuerdas? You say something else. You know, she would look at me and she's like, uh-huh, de acuerdas, de acuerdas. Yeah, it's like, all right, you know, I'm sorry. I don't know what I did, but I'm sorry. You know, the uh, funny thing is when I first used to come on this show, I used to feel bad for you and Shane because you would talk about how y'all used to get beat up all the time. But, you know, I don't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> I was a troublemaker, man. Holy cow. You had him coming. Had... The problem is you never learned your lesson. You no, I, I would say I did, but yeah, yeah, I there was so many times that I got into so much trouble. It's uh, yeah, that's that's once again you, that's UIT a whole guys, other story. man. Y'all think y'all know everything? <laughs> <laughs> we do when you have to call us. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, no, let's no, not even go there. Let's not go there after what we got to go through this past week. Let's oh, not go there goodness. at all, please. Oh man, call your grandma. yeah dude she's still she's still around she's out there i need to go visit her and say hello and tell her that story she'll probably laugh for a good five minutes Uh uh-huh uh-huh you know and she would always make that that hand gesture you know like all right keep acting up uh oh my goodness well you know it's Awesome talking to you about our childhood adventures and everything, man. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. Uh, If you have your own adventure stories, please feel free to send them over to us, email us, throw them on Twitter, Instagram, pictures from your childhood, from when you were acting, acting a fool out there. Uh, Huge shout out to Pixie from next on stage one she puts together these crazy uh afternoon calls on twitter on uh spaces uh there's so much fun if you ever get a chance look her up join one of her space meetings and (laughs) and and buckle up and and hang on the as as she states the ones at night get spicy 
and it's uh it's funny so she's a she's a retired stripper that her her podcast is all about you know the shenanigans and stories from her from her stripper days and stuff like that uh so her her afternoon stuff though is more of like podcast help how to get your message out there learning to market your your podcast things like that but she's a ton of fun um all the people that join those things they have great insight into what they're doing they're very passionate about their podcast it's a really really good time and thank you for sharing every every story that you share with us tom really appreciate it my pleasure i enjoy doing it um and, and everybody you know it's going to be a long way everybody be careful out there i know there's gonna be a lot of partying a lot of drinking of course um having a good time just be careful look everybody all of you know i'm firefighter paramedic don't make me come save you don't make one of my co-workers come <laughs> save you because you got into trouble be careful look and as always we are careful right we take care we make sure we're doing all the right things it's always the other guy that's not paying attention and comes and does something to us keep your eyes open not everybody's as vigilant as you are not everybody is as uh oh safe safety oriented as you are watch out for yourself watch out for your kids you know don't let some body that's just not paying attention or acting a little too foolish come and cause you some problems and, and and one of us having to call come and 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 get you out of a bad situation that maybe you could have avoided just by uh watching out for that other guy because like i said it's always that other guy that we're not watching that comes and does something stupid and and makes things tough for us everybody yeah, be careful enjoy your long weekend enjoy your labor day i'm gonna be working i've already got some people lined up they want to go work go do some training knock awesome. it out before they you know hit their barbecue or whatever and if anybody out there wants to invite me for some good barbecue hey you know where to hit me and uh, i'm always up for some good barbecue oh yes the the very uh high standards for tom and his barbecue because that's no they're said, not that high your, your cheat meal. oh okay i was like when you eat barbecue and stuff oh, like that yeah. that's one of your cheat or one of your your special meals that is i love brisket good yeah. if you can make some good brisket believe me we can be good friends <laughs> yeah. all right awesome yeah. well uh thanks everybody again for hanging out and we'll talk to you next week everybody stay sharp